This is Smarter Care Connections, a podcast produced by the Virginia Center for Health Innovation, a public-private partnership working to turn competition into collaboration to design a healthcare system that delivers better health for patients, better satisfaction for providers, and better value for Virginia. This episode of Smarter Care Connections is the fourth in a special series recognizing VCHI's 10th anniversary. Our guests this week are Dr. Dick Hamrick and Dr. Lynn Nichols. Dr. Hamrick was a founding board member of VCHI and is still very involved in our work. And Dr. Nichols is our go-to health economist and has consulted on a number of VCHI's projects from the start. Dr. Hamrick was the chief medical officer for HCA's capital division. In this position, he spearheaded the division's activities relating to quality improvement, patient safety and clinical effectiveness, and worked closely with division and hospital personnel and affiliated physicians. Prior to joining HCA, Dr. Hamrick practiced pulmonary medicine in Richmond, Virginia for more than 22 years as a member of Pulmonary Associates of Richmond. He was appointed by Virginia governors to work groups surrounding policy issues. He led the formation and startup phase of Virginia Care Partners, a clinically integrated network with over 200,000 lives now under contract. Lynn Nichols, PhD, is a non-resident fellow of the Health Policy Center of the Urban Institute and Professor Emeritus of Health Policy at George Mason University. He is a health economist and the PI of the CAPG project and was co-author with Lauren Taylor of the paper that initiated this work. Lynn has been intimately involved in health reform debates, policy development, and communication with the media and policymakers for over 25 years after he was senior advisor for health policy at the Office of Management and Budget in the Clinton administration. Since that time, he has testified frequently before Congress and state legislatures, published extensively and spoken to a wide range of hospital associations, hospital systems, physician groups, boards of directors, and health policy leadership forums around the country. We are excited to talk to them both today, and I will hand it over to Steve Horan to get the conversation started. Steve? Thank you, Ashley. We're excited to have this conversation today with two individuals who've been directly involved in VCHI initiatives, each from their own unique perspective. First, we welcome Dick Hamrick, MD, who has been an innovation leader and partner in Virginia from multiple perspectives. Welcome, Dick. Thanks. Uh, Great to be with you, Steve. We also have Len Nichols, PhD, who has worked both out front and behind the scenes on multiple health innovation projects across Virginia. Welcome, Len. Thanks, Steve. You know, I'm just a simple country health economist who's had the privilege of following Dick around for 12 years. And we met each other, actually, in a an advisory panel to Governor McDonald that Secretary Hazel chaired, and that's actually what gave birth to the Virginia Center for Health Innovation. So it's fantastic to see how successful it's been, knowing what a glean it was in, in Secretary Hazel's eye 12 years ago. Wonderful. And in fact, you've both been involved in shaping the vision for VCHI, as well as operationalizing specific projects. Too many to talk about in one podcast. Today, we're especially interested in your perspectives on VCHI as a catalyst for innovation and for developing data infrastructure to support innovation. So let's get started. Len, when we think of VCHI as a catalyst for innovation, one project that comes to mind 
is the Heart of Virginia Healthcare Project, which brought together more than 200 primary care practice sites across the state to improve quality and cardiovascular care. I remember that you were instrumental in developing the vision for that project, as well as creating the backbone structure to make it work. Using Heart of Virginia Healthcare as an example, how did VCHI add value as a strategic convener and catalyst? Well, you know, it, it was an interesting process. That was an initiative of the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality out of the federal government. And they were trying ambitiously and appropriately to improve the capacity of primary care practices to manage people with various forms of heart conditions. And I think the, the idea that you know, the proposal came out, it was a lot of money. Uh, for a lot of us who do research in, in that world. And, and we thought, wow, this is bigger than any one of us. And so we sort of put our heads together. And Beth was the natural quarterback of this operation because, and you'll see this in the various ways the center has engaged over the years, she knows everybody. That turns out to matter. And, and in fact, she and I and some others, you involved too, Steve, if I recall, helped search out the various partners that were necessary. And only someone with an expansive knowledge of Virginia health delivery, health insurance, and health research universes could have put together the team. I think Beth actually recruited the eventual primary investigator, Tony Kuzel from VCU. And so it really was in having that Rolodex of knowing who to call, having the credibility of the people that she'd worked with before enabled her to assemble a team that uh, put together a wing proposal and good project for HRQ. Thank you, Len. And Dick, you came to VCHI from a different pathway. For most of VCHI's 10 years, you were the chief medical officer for the HCA Capital Division here in Virginia, but you also bring a lot of experience as a professional leader in multiple other settings. From your perspective, what have been the strategic keys to success for VCHI as a catalyst for innovation? So certainly VCHI has come a long way from where we started at 10 years or so ago. And it was a privilege to work with uh, Beth Ports and Bill Hazel at, uh, and others at the very beginning, very beginning of the, of the center. Uh, what I would think is very cool about VCHI is the way that it is tackled progressively more difficult projects over time. And uh, uh, they're a great example of a learning organization. At the core of everything, and even from the beginning on, and even more so today, is VCHI's position as a convener across the healthcare stakeholder uh, uh, bailiwick in Virginia. So when you come to a VCHI meeting, you see a cross-section of healthcare you do not see any place ever in the Commonwealth that I'm aware of. And that is some of the power uh, of that organization, its, uh, its ability to convene. That's been its biggest strength since the beginning, and I believe it's going to be the bellwether strength going forward. Uh, I mentioned that they tackle more, uh, more progressively difficult, difficult problems. And if you think about uh, a lot of the core competency, it comes from data and the ability to take data, ingest data, think about data, and then ultimately lead through data and change performance through data. And uh, we'll talk more about data in a few minutes, I believe, but uh, that is a core competency that the center is building uh, and that matches what's happening uh, uh, in other places across healthcare. 
And then lastly, what I think has been really interesting is its role during the pandemic, specifically around supporting primary care uh, at the beginning, uh, its uh, ability to help facilitate getting PPP out to primary care offices when it was desperately needed, its role in helping shape uh, testing distribution to primary care offices, and its policy voice, policy voice as uh, we think about primary care resilience across Virginia. Thank you, Dick. So the BCHI as a catalyst, as a convener, and also, as you noted, um, with a hand in developing data infrastructure for Virginia. So let's explore that piece a bit. Len, you've worked on data development projects at the national, state, local, and organizational level. So you know a lot about the opportunities and the challenges of data development. What do you see as Virginia's most promising data assets right now and what are your observations about the strategic role of VCHI in bringing people together to build those assets? So I think the number one asset right now is the all-payer claims database that was created in legislation a little bit after, it was during the McDonald administration, if I recall, um, a little bit after the Affordable Care Act passed when, you know, sort of forward-thinking legislators uh, John O'Bannon comes to mind, really understood how if we're going to try to manage costs, we have to know something about <laughs> what we're spending, and we have to know it in a public way. And so the all-payer claims database is, in my view, uh, the major asset we have right now. The health information exchange, which was built on the backbone of exchanging alerts when people were hospitalized, and therefore it uh, connects all the hospitals and increasingly is being connected to primary care. That health information exchange is another asset that uh, could be made in a turbocharged way, tremendously useful if we could combine the claims and the electronic health information records that are theoretically obtainable through the, through the health information exchange. So I look at the claims base and the ability to exchange clinical information among providers as the main assets Virginia has now. Excellent. Dick, you've been a partner and a catalyst for data development since well before VCHI got started. We also know you're especially focused on developing data assets that have real practical value for users at every level of the system. You're really good at keeping us honest about that. Thinking about the data assets Virginia has in place and in the pipeline, what are the most exciting possibilities for using those data assets to drive positive change for Virginia? So, Steve, if I could, I'd like to go back to the beginning of my great interest in data. And that really first started coming out when insurance companies would send uh, my partners and send me a report about how I was doing on their metrics. So I practiced with, uh, you know, in a pretty good sized group. I knew their practice patterns pretty well. They knew mine. We, we all thought we were great doctors. But when the reports came, which I am sure were not all that highly accurate, but they were surely directionally correct. And it started to... Why does, uh, why does my partner here practice uh, a little bit differently than me? And what does that mean in terms of resource consumption, length of stay in the hospital, number of drugs ordered, et cetera, et cetera? So really, the study of data comes down to study of variation. Uh, over time, hospitals got better at it. I had the privilege of going to HCA as they were really just starting to work with large, huge data sets from 180 hospitals. And how can we... Uh, understand what we're doing within the four walls of a hospital and how we care for patients. 
Some of this was surely driven by CMS's core measures project in the beginning, pay for reporting, but then later on paying for paying for outcome. And over the during my time at HCA, they really was the coolest part of the job was seeing the data, to starting to figure out the variation that emerged from that data, and then how do we work as a system to make our performance better? How do we make the care for our patients better, more timely? Uh, uh, how do we get antibiotics to a patient faster? How quickly do we give medications when somebody's having a stroke in the emergency room? So both at system level performance, but then you have to break that down at individual physician level performance, and there is variation there. And it's really just helping everybody understand the importance of personal performance improvement led through data. Uh, and, and judging it in a in the lens that everybody can be better at what we do. If I take it to the next step of what we're doing with the, some of the work we're doing, uh, thinking about with Medicaid and data assets with the all-payer claims database and work we're doing with Milliman at the Virginia Center of Health Innovation, uh, at a uh, at a some of the work we're doing with uh, Medicaid, it's really how does Medicaid think about their system of care? What are the outcomes we are getting in that system? Whereas variation uh, uh, that's present uh, uh, is a good variation, is a bad variation. How do we define what good looks like? And then how do we really drive value across, the, the, across Medicaid, both for the patients receiving care in it, care in it the physicians and uh, uh, caregivers uh, within the system? And then how do we drive value for the taxpayers of Virginia uh, and the taxpayers for the federal government? And the coolest thing is how do, we, how do we get to a place that we can talk about data that helps us understand access better and understand social determinants of health. And then lastly, I would just say for the state of Virginia, uh, it's helping understand what is our true healthcare delivery capacity? How are we organized? What assets do we have? Where are we resilient? Where are we not so resilient? And what can we do to strengthen them? Uh, and both from the lens of how do we take great care of the citizens of the Commonwealth, but also how do we make sure that we have a system that's really attractive for business development and economic development. So it, there's a value chain all up and down about, uh, about data, and it is the coolest thing going on in healthcare right now. Len and Dick, thank you for that, because what you've done for us is you've taken us from the very big picture of developing data infrastructure all the way down to the practitioner and patient level, where it's so important to be able to deliver data in ways that are very real and actionable for decision-making and quality at the patient level. And that's part of what VCHI is all about. So let's shift now, and we'll have some closing thoughts. Len, as your closing thought, what have you found most rewarding in your work with VCHI? Well, you know, Steve, um, if you've been around health policy as long as I have and you, and you speak English about it to people, I get on lots of advisory committees. So I've been on advisory committees to secretaries of HHS, to various agencies, governors, and so forth. And I'll just say what I like about the VCHI compared to all of that is there's actually an idea of getting something done in real time, as opposed to just having a bunch of smart, funny people talk about stuff. And, and I think that focus on delivering actionable items is what's impressive about the kinds of 
groups and coalitions that Beth and the center bring together. And so I, I think it is the focus on actually having an actionable item at the end of all the smart mastication um, is a good, a good way to in, energize people to, and make them willing to contribute. Thank you, Len. And Dick, same question. What have you found most rewarding in your work with BCHI? So for me, it's been the relationships that I have developed uh, across the healthcare uh, industry that I would not have had uh, except for the Virginia Center for Health Innovation. I've met some really interesting people. They have taught me a ton of uh, ton of things. Lynn is a prime example of that. Uh, he has taught me a ton of health economics and how I should be thinking more intelligently about social determinants of, of health. So all this makes me think bigger. It makes me uh, 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 a, a better whatever I am at this stage of life. Uh, but a more functional human being, perhaps, and uh, uh, it teaches me, uh, limits my ability to have poverty of imagination. So I'm grateful for the time I've had with the center. Well said. Thank you. Dick Hamrick and Len Nichols, thank you for sharing your insights with us today. And thank you for all of your contributions as innovation leaders and partners in Virginia. It's a lot, and we appreciate it.